I'm Ben Julianel, and I'm one of the partners at Tax and Financial Group in Newport Beach, and I'm also one of the ministers of Jesus Christ CEO Institute, and I'm here to give you a message of what I feel like Holy Spirit's downloaded to me, of what I believe is one of Jesus's recipes for a successful multi-generational business, and um, that recipe is discipleship. So... Is what I'm going to be going through, there are seven items that we can see in the life of Jesus that I think are important ingredients of the recipe of how he modeled uh, discipleship and investing in his people. And the first is just understanding that Jesus was a businessman. And when we look at the scriptures, we can see um, that Jesus made a three-year investment. And in the book of John, we see three different Passovers that uh, come across his three-year ministry or his three-year um, time in the marketplace. We see it in John 2.13 is the first Passover. John 6.4 is the second Passover. And then John 11.55 would be the third. So Jesus is a businessman. Um, the second is Jesus built a team of people. And we can see that also in the Gospels. Um, in uh, John 1, we see that some people follow him. Then in Matthew 4, 18, we see that Peter and Andrew follow. And then in Matthew 19, 16, we see the rich young ruler and that story and how Jesus must have been so excited to have an interview with the rich young ruler knowing about his uh, business pedigree, um, his successful accomplishments, and whatever resume he had built at the time, and Jesus gets to engage him. And yet we see when delivered the, the proposition to join Jesus in, in, in the business that he was um, you know, pursuing, that he declined. He was not willing to give up his possessions and, and follow Jesus. And so for us in business, understanding that there's going to be people that we hire and that, um, you know, fall in line with the vision that, we, that uh, we have for the companies that we're stewarding, but also there may be some really exciting prospects that uh, don't take the offer and never join the team, and that's okay. The third is that Jesus invests in his team. And so I think about this in, in multiple different ways, how we as business owners can make investments in the business and in our people. And we think of um, time, often money, um, and other investments. Um, one other investment that comes to mind um, recently through time, um, you know, alone in devotional time is a spiritual investment. And we see... Not only did, he, did Jesus um, spend three years of time uh, discipling um, the 12, but also we see uh, in Luke 22, 32, uh, we see that Jesus invests in prayer, time alone with the Lord, praying for his people, praying for Peter that he would not get snuffed out by the enemy and how valuable that would be for us to model as business owners that we can be praying for uh, not just the, the people we're most excited about, but pray for all of our team. The fourth is that uh, Jesus gives his team power and authority. And um, as we grow in trust with our own team, maybe we give them certain authority to 
um, you know, handle assignments, manage projects, eventually even having authority to uh, make payments or make uh, financial decisions up to a certain degree. Um, so we see that in Matthew 10, 1, um, that, that, that Jesus gave authority. We see John 14, 12, that um, Jesus explains that greater things that we, uh, his disciples, or we, uh, the church, will accomplish, but we must believe. And then we see also um, that uh, in Mark 9, 18, also then in verse 28 and 29, that Jesus also trusts that it's okay for his people to fail. And so when he makes um, you know, the investment of, of allowing power and authority, Jesus knows that there's going to be times when his people, when his team will fail. And, and that's okay, because that's part of the maturation process. A fifth thing is that Jesus teaches radical discipleship, excuse me, radical leadership. And we see that modeled in Mark 9, 35, is that um, he says that the, the leaders, the, the, um, the first will be last and the last will be first. And what a remarkable thing for us as business owners to model to our people is when um, maybe if we're out to lunch with our people that we would wait till everyone was served till we dove into eating um, or we also would be willing to do some of the things that are not fun um, and not exciting things to do in our business that some might say oh well the owner of a company is above mopping the floor or the owner of the company is above um, creating sticky tabs or whatever the things are, um, but yet we would be willing to do those things and model that. And so I think it's very interesting that Jesus modeled this radical leadership, um, you know, style that uh, you know has proven to be very, very uh, beneficial and, and profitable and effective in the marketplace. The sixth is uh, that Jesus gets disappointed, and. When I was spending time with the Lord and getting this download of this message and, and doing study and, and research, I came across this in the Gospels and I thought to myself, wow, my feelings of times of guilt and shame for disappointment that I have for my employees and my team is not something that's uncommon. It's not something that's different than what Jesus had shown, but actually stepping into that and knowing that disappointment's okay but how you react to that disappointment is where I think a lot of uh, ground can be taken and where a lot of um, expansion can happen. I think Jesus clearly modeled um, a reaction of love. And so when we are disappointed, the disappointment is okay, but how we step forward with our next step and how we handle that disappointment, are we going to you know, spiral down into a negative circumstance, into a negative conversation, or can we redirect, um, you know, our fleshly thoughts into one of reaction and love and come alongside our teammates? So we see that in Mark 4, 40, where Jesus was disappointed in the lack of belief of the disciples. We also see um, Luke twenty two forty five, where Jesus gets disappointed, but he also treats everyone fairly. 
And then in Luke 22:48, we see um, where Judas clearly uh, betrays Jesus with a kiss, and, and Jesus must have been undoubtedly disappointed, but yet uh, he still maintained his integrity and love. Um, so the Jesus gets disappointed. That is the sixth. And then the seventh is that Jesus never stopped investing in people. And my favorite illustration of this um, is when he had been betrayed by some of his closest confidants and been rejected by the masses, and he is crucified, hung on the cross, and all of that, um, you know, just everything, the emotions that he must have been feeling. Yet the thief on the cross next to him says, how can I be with you in paradise? Um, or, you know, how can I um, be saved? And uh, Jesus effectively says, um, you know, I promise today you will be with me in paradise. Um, you know, in his dying moment, he didn't stop investing, <clears throat> excuse me, investing in people. And what a great illustration, um, you know, dying on the cross and still, um, you know, providing forgiveness and salvation to someone who had never known him. We also see that um, uh, those investments that are made, um, that they, they, they show fruit. And one of my favorite is reading the book of Acts in chapter four, when we see Peter, which is perhaps one of the best presentations in all of the New Testament, let alone all of the Bible, that um, you know his uh, presentation in front of the Sanhedrin, that he just properly lays out, um, you know, how they've missed what Jesus stood and represented in the Old Testament and, and had lived through, and that, um, it, you know, th this is the truth and, and, and the life. And so ultimately, um, it, I, I was really blessed by going back and reading uh, Acts 4 and seeing that Jesus must have been in heaven looking down at that moment saying, wow, all those years of investment, all of the disappointment, all of the trials and tribulation that he must have stepped through on earth was all worth it. Seeing one of his key people, um, you know, just be in his, you know, perhaps one of his best moments in the scriptures. And then the last thing that I, um, I thought was very interesting was, um, and we see in Acts 9, where the Damascus Road, you have Saul, his famous conversion, um, and you know being blinded and, and coming uh, to meet Jesus in Acts nine, and uh, Saul was once Jesus's biggest competitor, but yet this brand that had developed, that had uh, you know uh, expanded across um, you know that area of the globe at that time was so radical, was so contagious that even um, Jesus's biggest competitor is converted to join his team. And so I thought that that was also, um, you know, potentially a very nice business illustration as we look at um, Jesus's life. So I hope that this uh, message encourages you and um, I was really blessed in my own life to have spent this time in the scriptures and, um, so to speak, got a, a, a new 
fresh wind of motivation and love for the Bible and uh, the access that we have to God's Word. So uh, in closing, let me pray for you um, and pray for our world and then let you get off to your day. Uh, gracious Heavenly Father, we are just so captivated by your presence. We are so in love with uh, what you, um, who you are and what you do. And Lord, we uh, again surrender our day, surrender the business that's not ours, that's yours, um, back to you so you can um, grow it and accomplish your will. Help us to get it, ourselves into position to participate with what you're doing. Um, help us to never stop investing in people. Help us to be energized, to be effective leaders in the marketplace so that we can serve you better, so that we can love others the way you love, and that we can be a vessel that's used by you. Um, I want to pray uh, an anointing over the, the people who watch and follow the Jesus Christ CEO Institute and um, follow these messages and are looking to make transformation in their companies, I pray an anointing over their businesses. And uh, Lord, um, we just pray you continue to make it about you and not about us. And we love you and are so thankful for all you do in our lives. And we say these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen.